On this episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast, we are talking Badger basketball, getting off the hide with the win against Northwestern. We got Badger hockey, Badger volleyball. In the NFL, we got a trade alert, trade alert there. We talk a little bit about everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. Tim Tebow decides to hang things up and much, much more. All right, guys, let's start the show. Right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. Casey, how are we this evening? Marlo, it is somehow snowing again, and I feel like there if it we is. go back, yep. and we listen to our last like six podcasts, I think that's how it starts. <laughs> yep. It's either we got snow or it is snowing, but once again, it's snowing again. Um, but again, it's heating up inside. It's heating up inside. Uh, I had a question for you, Marlo. Okay. I've noticed, I've just, so you ever pick up a shirt off the ground, right? Okay. I've done that before, yeah. And I've noticed, so it's not folded. You're just picking it up and you're, you're like putting on a sweatshirt that you used wore before or whatever. I've noticed I've just started like trying it on. I don't look to see if it's on the right way. I just go 50-50. I got a shot and I put it on, you know, 50-50. I'm right. And I don't, I don't even look at it anymore. Do you... Always look to see if it's going to be on, you know, the right way before you put on this shirt that I, you just picked up. I want, I want to say yes. I want to say yes, but now that you ask, I can't. I'm trying to think if I actually do because I, I don't remember the last time where I put it on backwards. So either I'm extremely lucky, mm, could or be. I, or I take a look. Yeah, mm. yeah. I put it backwards all the time. Maybe you- <laughs> I disproportionately put it on backwards, and you just <laughs> luckily get it right, and I luckily get it wrong, or unluckily get it wrong every time. Possibly, I get dre- and I, I I get dressed in the dark quite a bit because I get up early to go into the gym. Yeah, and like uh, you go to the gym, right? And then you take off, you know, all the layers you have to wear to get there. Yeah, and then you go to put those back on. I think you look. You must. <laughs> I probably look. I probably look. I'm, well, I'm also in the midst of you know the 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 dark. Well, I'm also in the midst of teaching my kid how to dress themselves, and mm. most of the time they're backwards, so I might inherently look to. You know, be a role model. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm proud of you for setting that. I just try and throw it on, and uh, I think I was wrong two or three times today, and that's what <laughs> two like, or three times you think about. <laughs> well, our basement's cold. And then I go upstairs, and it's not. Good. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. All right. I just, all right. So, so how are you nice doing, Marlo? I'm doing all right. With, I'm doing the, all with right. the shirt, with the shirt on correctly. Yeah, I shirt's on correctly now. I'm misdressing oh. myself. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Good. I am good. Yeah, as you're right, we're in the last week of February here. So, like you said, we've talked about snow. I can going into March. You always we always hope like, hey, this is going to be it. This is where warm starts. Then we realize we live in Wisconsin, and that's not the case until around May. But yeah, I'm still hoping. There's that fun fake spring that we always get, and that's so exciting. So that's coming up. So that we have that to look forward to. I don't even know if that's going to melt all this snow, but <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, if we get that super warm St. Patrick's Day, where then things might fall apart. Oh, again. when fake summer or fake spring lines up with St. Patrick's Day, yeah, that's over. always a that's a, a really fun time. That is, that is a good time. All right, bust out the grill for that. Grill some <laughs> corned beef or something. I don't think that would go well. I don't know. It's a slow cooker meat. I'm not sure you can grill it. 
Send me your grill recipes. I'm not going to do it. Don't send me the recipes. <laughs> I'd like All to right. see them. I'm not going to do them. Not gonna yeah, I'd like them. to see what it looks like. <laughs> It'd be par for the course. The recipes basically put on the grill until it's warm enough. And a recipe. <laughs> Got it. Got it. All right. Well, <laughs> shall we talk about sports, Casey? Let's talk about some sports, Marla. Let's start with our Badgers basketball team, which mercifully won tonight. But Uh-oh. before we talk about that, let's talk about... Uh, is disaster the right word? Uh, this is the disappointment. The disappointment that was the Iowa game. Uh, losing to Iowa at the Kohl Center, 77-62. And I don't know if this is just hindsight, Marlo. Like when okay. you put on a, your shirt the wrong way and yep. realize, oh, this was always wrong. Uh, or I should have said right. Oh, whatever. You know what I mean, Sam. <clears throat> I got you. But this never felt like a game. This felt like... The Michigan game, this felt like the games in which we're not in it. And I felt like we were never in this game from the tip. From the get-go, I agree with that. We were not in this in this game. Even in our fake run um, in the early second half. We did, yeah. We did get it to three points. Yeah, but half, even then I never points. felt like they were going to get over that hump. You know, like I, yeah. and I don't know if that's just... A totality of the way the season is and, and me feeling mm-hmm. pessimistic about everything but it you know i mean um you know garza i mean can we t- garza okay pin mark that but garza had our number like he has a bunch of numbers. he's had a great season right we mm-hmm. weren't we weren't going to stop him um you know potter he was having a good game but it wasn't going to keep up with with garza and as we know with potter having a good game that meant that our other starters were going to fall off. Um, so it was, yeah, like I just never had that feeling, even on that mini run, that it was going to, we were ever going to, you know, kind of get back. It just didn't start well at all. I think we got down, what, we get down 12 within the first few minutes. And then, um, yeah, and that's pretty much all they wrote from there. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like we, it was one of those games where we used all our energy to get back into the game and then just yep. didn't have enough to finish it out. And look, I've watched a, a decent amount of Iowa games this year because I always love rooting against Garza. Uh, he has a very yeah. rude against face. Oh, for sure. Uh, is there any wor- like worse rude, rude against ability? Is that a word? I don't know. Rude I didn't want to say ability. punchable, but he's a kid now, Marlo, and we're adults. We can't say punchable anymore. Yeah, it's not punchable. Rude against with the combination of Garza and, and, um, and McCaffrey, like that combination of coach and best player. I feel like it's just extremely yeah. rude against Throw Bohannon in there with this, yeah. uh, with that hairdo uh, oh, as well. He looks it's, like such a jerk now with that hairdo. It, it is a, a, a frustrating team to uh, root against, to lose to, and smug Fran McCaffrey is one of uh, one of the worst. Uh, hysterical Fran McCaffrey is one of my favorites, though. It, <laughs> yes. it, it's very frustrating to lose to this team, and why I felt like we were never in this game <clears throat> was just how good Garza was. And it wasn't just that he did his normal Garza stuff. He was draining the threes. He was four for six. At one point, he was four for four from three, which that's just not fair. That doesn't happen. <laughs> and, of course, it happens against us. And you could say, yeah, they were open threes, but that's what you give him. That's what you try to bait him into. And he probably normally goes two for five. Four for four is unreal, and then the game was out of out of reach kind of when he missed those last two. You add on top of that, Wieskamp going five for six. And it was a fun little spell 
or Wieskamp and Davison were going back and forth with those threes. But that was a game you always knew Davison was going um, <laughs> to lose to Wieskamp. And they shot 12 for 19, 63% from three. And just looking at this game, you can I can put lots of negatives on Wisconsin and how we played, right? But this just felt like Iowa's best game they've had all season. And again, I've watched a handful of Iowa games. And this just felt like the game to put all together. Their shooting was there. Their offensive efficiency was there against. I don't look. I don't know that how bad we played in this game. I can point to certain players who played poorly, but a game we probably nor- normally would have been into. But Iowa, Iowa just felt on in this game, and that is why from the t- from the tip, and that's why I felt like we never had a chance in this game. I maybe that's excuse making. It's probably excuse making, but that's just kind of how I felt. Watching the game, I rolled my eyes the whole flipping time. Yeah, and was annoyed. Absolutely, but. but I think I think you have something there. Iowa is definitely on. You know, some of their past games, although they do have a good record, they've had games that have been shaky against teams that are much lesser than them. Like today, uh, yeah, Penn like State. today with Penn State um, being down by five at half. But, so yeah, for them to come out and be that lethal from three point, just kind of have their motion going. Um, and their defense, their defensive rotation was on point, even even with some good ball rotation from from Wisconsin at times. Um, you know their defensive rotation was there as well, so they had a really good game. Wisconsin's game was, like you said, they didn't play. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't like they weren't playing. It wasn't a bad game by them, uh, by by their standards. So. You know, I, I guess I went into it hopeful that this would be the the game that we get that you know top top tier win against that was yeah. it's been elusive from us this season, uh, but obviously <laughs> that got smashed rather quickly. Yeah, and I think the thing the negative thing I take away from this game from from the Badgers was our which has happened throughout the throughout the year is the offense on occasion we'll go through spurts where they really struggle and it seemed like a lot in this game we struggled to produce the right movement or just kind of get good shots on the offensive end um and normally when we're good trice bails us out and he wasn't able to do that in this game he went three for 15 two for eight from three with 11 points which is a bad game but we were relying on him to create so much in this game uh, and just just wasn't able to do that, which you know is disappointing. It, it just was kind of an. It was frustrating to hear the announcers talk about how much of a statement defensive performance this was for Iowa, because uh, they've sucked on defense all year, uh, and they were better than what I've seen on defense. But our offense, kind of outside of Micah Potter, seemed to really struggle to get the ball movement, get the shots that they they probably should have got against this Iowa team. But maybe they were just dialed in more. So, I don't know. That's my that's my diatribe. Yeah, <laughs> frustrating. It was frustrating. Yeah. Um, and at the, I, I don't know. I, at the start of that, I was kind of excusing it. But then by the end, I was like, God, we should we should have done better. But a disappointing loss. Uh, and it felt like with Iowa, you know, twice on the schedule coming up, it felt like we needed to get the one at home uh, to to uh, split with them because we have one on the road with them coming up uh, next, not this coming week, but the week after. Uh, yeah. And this game, like a lot of the home games this year, have obviously fans haven't been there, but this one felt like 
if fans were there and we go on that run and we get within three, the fans are there to energize the team. The fans are there to freak Iowa out, and no team likes to lose a lead more than Iowa. Uh, and Fran McCaffrey. Fran McCaffrey, yeah. Yeah, and, it was prime for Fran McCaffrey getting a, a game-changing technical. Yes, and that might... It just felt like that would have happened, or was more likely to happen, and the announcers are even mentioning it. <laughs> and there's been a lot of games this year where we've gone on runs on the positive end, right? We've been yeah. kind of going on runs to take a lead, and in normal normal seasons with fans there that's where we kind of crush the other team we crush their spirits because the fans are there we get the momentum we get the energy the fans or or the other team's energy is sapped and we pull away and win the game and in this it was kind of the reverse because we were doing the comeback and the fans i think would energized us freaked iowa out because iowa has never been able to maintain leads with in recent history when when there's comebacks um, I just think the fans are this. It felt significant that the fans weren't there in this game more so than than others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally hundred percent agree with um, at least for this game. Obviously, other games that could have. I'm thinking like the Maryland game um, as well as it came down to the wire. Even that Michigan game mm-hmm. as it came down to the wire as well. Uh, what it's you know a big what if if there were fans. Uh, but yeah, I go back to Iowa because you know. I think Fran, I don't know, has he had a technical this year? <laughs> That's interesting. I don't know. You got, look at it. had to go get the stats department on that one. But he's, it seems from the games I've seen, he's been ultra common. I think that has a lot to do with, with no fans there, not him not being able to feed off that energy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no fans hurt. That's something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we talked about that. That's Iowa. Anything yep. else on yep. Iowa? No, that's it. They're ugly. Ugh. <sighs> Dislike, dislike that team. All right, on to Northwestern. Thank God we won against Northwestern today because uh, I don't think I could have pulled off the putting on the shirt the wrong way joke if we had lost, but we did win uh, 68-51 and really just controlled this game like we should have. And it felt good to not let them hang around and kind of put our stamp on the game, execute on the offensive end, execute on the defensive end, and... We went into halftime, what, up 10, was it? Uh, we went up at halftime, up 10, yeah. Yep. And I just remember thinking at halftime, going, just do the same in the second half. Don't turn it off. Don't do this thing that you've done all year where you're a different team in the second half. And they just came out, and they were the same team in the second half. So a complete game, Marlowe, something we've been asking forever. Sure, against an inferior team who has lost 13, now 14, no, 13, now 13 games in a row. But you got to control and win the games in front of you, and they finally freaking did it. <laughs> did once, right? Yeah, you play who's on your schedule. Um, yeah, no, it was, it, was a, it was a complete game against the Northwestern team. I don't know. I, I was chuckling because I thought before he came on, I was like, Think it back to the early in the season when and they did go in that three game run. I think we had played. We we're going to play them like that next week, and I was like, the question was, is Northwestern good? Uh, and the answer is no, <laughs> no, 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 they're not. No, and, no, they're not. Yeah, uh, there were. So in this game, I it was just a complete performance all across the board. We had five players in double figures. Uh, Tyler Wall, I think, was the last one to get there. Um, uh, Trice was good. Potter was really good. Uh, Davis was good. Even Davison was good. 
mm. maybe didn't love his shot selection. Yeah. Uh, but was able to get the to the free throw line, and I feel like he plays when he plays like this and gets to the free throw line. I don't think it's any different than when he plays out of control. It's just the calls because <laughs> he goes and puts his head down and goes to the lane, and in lots of games, apparently the ones that matter, he doesn't get that call. But in these games, he did, and it, the contact, the play looks exactly the same. Uh, it's just when he does or doesn't get the calls um, is is kind of annoying. But he, I, I'm just going to say he played well because he got to the free throw line, and that's something important for him. Uh, he did jack up a lot of deep threes that I didn't love. Um, <laughs> but So that's two, three of the four starters who played well. We'll talk about one of the other ones who didn't later. Um, and then... Potter and Davis were amazing coming off the bench tonight. Uh, yeah. I know Davis didn't start, but he ended up playing 32 minutes. Glad the minutes got in here before we played. Uh, he was great. He was great. Yeah, he's so good. He, um, Yeah, and I'm glad he started getting, well, not started, but for this game, getting those quality minutes in uh, and quality runs. I think every once in a while you kind of you kind of see him, you have that head shake, make a decision, but he more than makes up for them. In the long yep. run, uh, so yeah, I'm excited. I hope, I hope, I hope his minutes you know, these down the stretch here uh, kind of stay up because he, you know, when you watch him play, he's clearly one of the best talents out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely just him kind of learning how to play at the next level because yeah. you can see when he kind of goes on instinct or kind of goes within the flow of the game how special he can be. And the highlight of this game for me was uh, I felt kind of. Well, I'm going to bring it up, but the broadcast highlighted it, and I was like, "Dang it! I was going to highlight this in the podcast." Uh, <laughs> Not to but, tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was the Tyler Wall steal to Jonathan Davis transition bucket, where the defender plays pretty good defense and and shuts off the option, and Jonathan Davis goes to his left hand for a scoop layup. So I should start with the Tyler Wall defense. Tyler Wall rotates on defense amazingly. Uh, Gets into the what would have been a three point shooter's uh, space, isn't able to shoot it, knocks the ball loose, dives onto the ground, knocks it to uh, Jonathan Davis, and he <clears throat> goes from our three point line to a layup. The defender kind of goes, I think, to take a charge, but Davis is able to avoid him and scoops for a left handed layup. And it all looks so smooth. And it was kind of like this is the future of Wisconsin basketball. Tyler Wall, sophomore, Jonathan Davis, a freshman. Uh, and it was that was the highlight of the game to me, from just the tenaciousness of Tyler Wall's defense to Jonathan Davis's smoothness on the offensive end. It was awesome to see. All right. So what now? What do we got now? We got um, the rest of now. We have four games left. We have three games left. Three games left. Shoot, I thought it was four. Anyways, three games left. <laughs> So it's yeah, so it's Illinois, Purdue, and Iowa. Illinois, and Purdue, Iowa. So it's home Illinois Saturday, and then on this into March. Then we're in March, Marlo. Next Tuesday, so we'll have to talk about this next week at Purdue at Iowa. That sucks. That is a very tough schedule. Yeah, um, coming up. Did Purdue lose that game? I was watching them play. No, they ended up beating Michigan State. Damn it! All right, so that. Purdue game is going to be pretty significant as far as Big Ten standings go, I think. 
or we'll be out of it by then. Who knows? Um, yeah, so a tough three-game stretch coming up here to to finish off. Um, you wanted to split Michigan-Iowa. Obviously, we didn't. You needed the Northwestern win. I think you got to win one of the three, right? You yep. have to win one of the three. Um, you hope to win two. You can't expect to win three, right? <laughs> can't expect just, to win three, but yeah, point. if we get two of the three heading into the Big Ten tournament, I mean, at least we'll get some sort of yeah. good feel um, headed into the Big Ten tournament. So just doing some schedule watching, Marlo. Uh, you mm-hmm. got to win. You got to beat Purdue if you want to finish in fifth. <laughs> and probably have to win one of the other ones. That's where we're at. That's yeah. where we're at. Let's look at Purdue's schedule really quick. It's a lot easier. <laughs> at Penn State versus Wisconsin at IU. What? I got to look at their schedule a little bit. They, I, they just clearly have an easier schedule than us, Marlo. That's not a reflection of the team's performance throughout the year. Can't tell. Too many games. Too many <laughs> games. Can't do it right now in my head. Uh, you got to beat Purdue if you want to finish ahead of them and then probably have to win one of the other ones if we want to finish ahead of them. Otherwise, we're finishing sixth instead of fifth. That's where we're at, Marlo. That is... I mean, expectation resetting, right? Yes. We talked about how, last week, how we're fighting for that, essentially that four seed. That's gone, right, after the loss to Iowa. We're not finishing fourth. Now we're fighting for fifth. And... I just keep thinking back to what what were we what were we supposed to do this season? Probably you thought top four easy, but I don't think we thought the Big Ten was as good as the Big Ten and turned out to be. Yeah, I th- I think you know I remember the, the the everyone talking about Big Ten being good, and I wasn't buying into it. And then as the season was unfolding, especially as like. You know, some of the, I mean, I guess we always expect Michigan State to be up there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the emergence of Illinois, how good Michigan is. And Ohio State actually surprising, too. It's just, it just seems like they got the teams wrong. <laughs> yeah. But the Big Ten is still, you know, was is a good, good conference and probably, and much better than we thought because the teams that we weren't expecting are on top and they're pretty freaking good. Yeah. And, the more I watch of each of these teams, the more impressed I have of them being kind of the top, I'll say top three um, outside of Iowa, because I, I still think Iowa's kind of a step below, but maybe they're on a, a tier of their own. Yeah. Because clearly a tier, well, at current point, a tier ahead of Wisconsin. But Michigan, Illinois, I guess by the standings, Illinois and Ohio State are, I mean, they're all they're all in the, what, the top five this week. So Yeah. Clearly, um, a couple of the best teams in the country. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I just kind of go back and forth because at one on one hand, right, I want Wisconsin to be there with these teams, but on the other hand, I look at it and go, but we're not. <laughs> and should I? Did I expect them to be up there with the top seven teams in the country this year? Probably not. It just so happens that three of those are in our own conference. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I go back and forth, right? It's disappointing where we are, sitting at ten and seven. But I don't hate. I, I don't. I hate losing to Iowa, but like I don't blame losing to Iowa. I just I keep going back to losing to Penn State, losing to Maryland at home. Like 
Yeah, those are biggies. You flip those games, and we're a different. We're we're looking at this season completely different. It's winning those ones you need to win, or you, and that's what we did today. So I was glad we took care of business today. I just wish we had more in other in other games because then it makes kind of the I guess my rationalization of how this Badger team is doing feel a little bit better than than just me feeling like I'm trying to convince myself. <laughs> Maybe that's where I'm at. Um, so yeah, next week Illinois got to finish strong. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, just got got to finish strong. A tough schedule. Uh, I think you got to win two of the three to finish in that in that five spot. Uh, obviously at Purdue's a must, and just pull out one of the other ones. I don't have high hopes for either of them because. Uh, I mean, Illinois is at home, but God, Illinois is such a bad matchup for us, especially with Nate Reavers being a shell of his former self. Yeah. Um, I didn't real. I guess I did realize it, but I, I, whenever they throw something in your face that we hadn't beat a, one of the top four teams in the Big Ten, we were over. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have two chances here coming down, especially like we just talked about, but that's that's tough to look at. And that's yeah, I get. Yeah, and we had our chances. I mean, we it had is. our chance against Michigan. Um, yeah, we had our chance against Michigan. Some of the other games, maybe not. Ohio State, we had our. <laughs> I mean, Ohio State, we had our chance too. Um, we were in that. We were in the, game, yeah, yeah, we were in. We were in this game. So it's not like, you know, some of those got out of hand. But you know, at the same time, it's like you would expect at least have a, a win in in uh, those five games. So should have been that Michigan game. Yeah, shouldn't have blown that Michigan game. It's so frustrating. Um, <laughs> all right. Anything else on basketball, Marl? No, I think that's it. Just coming down the stretch here. This is March. This, this is, is March. March is coming up. So here we go. We're going to have fans. They're going to have fans in March. Who's going to have fans? The Badgers? The tournament. The tournament. The Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. 25%. Or totally going to go Marlo. <laughs> totally. We're going to credential. Def- We're going to credential for this one. Definitely going to go. Yeah. Um, would you, would you go to a Badger a Badger home game? Would I go to a Badger right home now, game if, right yeah, now? If the Illinois, Saturday versus Illinois, yeah, they said Marlo, here's a ticket. Would you Would you feel comfortable going to a, a Badger? Game? If they gave me a ticket, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable. But I'd probably go. <laughs> <laughs> feel just, comfortable just because I'd probably get there and freak out. But uh, you know, I'm so hungry for a live sport that if they said yeah. here's a ticket, I'd probably go. Probably, uh, yeah. Like, speaking of, I mean, did you see Barry's video that he no. came out with? No, um, I didn't. So, Barry Alvarez had his little heard video. Of him, heard of him. Heard of the guy, yeah. Grandfather um, Jake Ferguson, <laughs> as he's known. <laughs> but he came out with a video, it's a hype video, and it's just full of images of game day and fans all on Camp Randall tailgating and all that fun stuff. And he's saying, can't wait for next season. We're gonna have fans. Not sure how many my fans, but we're gonna have fans. <laughs> it all is yeah. yeah. But um, he just kind of oh. slipped there and he's like, oh, I don't know how many, but we're gonna have them. <laughs> um, while these like awesome images of you know people having fun at football that we haven't seen in a while uh, are coming up, yeah. and it's like, oh, I just it's all I want right now. <laughs> it's just to be be around a bunch of strangers yelling at a sporting event. Yeah. I, thinking about tailgating made me really, just now, just made me 
It's made me really miss that. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I would go right now. There was I, the Bucks are having fans back, and uh, there was some chatter at my work about you know the our, our company seats. Ooh. And I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm ready for that. Um, shoot, I are they company seats or are they box seats? Oh, they're other seats. Oh, okay, they're just seats. They're just seats. Yeah. Um, shoot, I thought of something while you were. Rambling, Barry, yeah. Barry, video. Ah, I'm not gonna get it. All right, let's move on. Uh, uh, <laughs> other other sports uh, for the Badgers men's hockey uh, with a, uh, a winning weekend. Uh, they won against Notre Dame four uh, two on Friday and tied five five on Saturday. So a bit of a goal fest there on Saturday. Uh, the Big Ten is still within reach. Uh, they are still one and a half games back of uh, Minnesota <clears throat> with four to play. And again, they're playing Ohio State this weekend, Michigan State next weekend, which are the two bottom dwellers here in the Big Ten. So a favorable matchup. I don't know who Minnesota's playing. I didn't do that much research. But um, a chance to maybe steal a Big Ten title here for the Miss Hockey team. That's been really surprising. Uh, they were on the upswing, right? But I don't know that we expected this, this big of a kind swing. of this big of an upswing, uh, this kind of performance for the team. So it's been really fun to to follow that. Uh, women's hockey didn't play. My bad. Hand up, <laughs> hand up, tap in the chest here. My bad. I thought they played this weekend. They play next weekend against Minnesota Duluth. Again, still think they have already clinched um, the conference. Um, but that is that is now that is that is as it always was is next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Is Madison, is Madison Hockey uh, Town USA now? I mean, I'll get the research on, department on it, but probably, yeah, probably. I don't, I don't know what else, what else would be, because um, you kind of think Minnesota and their their women's team isn't as good this year. The, the men's team is still good. The women's team isn't isn't as good as they normally are. And then outside of that, then you get in the East Coast, and I just don't follow the East Coast <laughs> hockey. As much, you know, you get we're college, Midwest, Midwest Hockey schools. Town USA. Although I'm sure the Ivy League schools aren't playing, right? Because they oh, yeah. they already canceled their spring sports. I think they were playing winter, though. They just canceled their spring. They just canceled the spring and they played winter. I'd be. I, so I know basketball pissed. was playing. I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, unless they just canceled. I don't know. Obviously, don't keep up with the Ivies, but no, I think they canceled everything. Uh, Is there? I don't think they're basketball. I right, talk to our resident Ivy Leaguer. Yeah, talk to your resident Ivy Leaguer. Had him on the pod. Go back to episode like I don't know seven two. I don't know. <laughs> it was early. Maybe don't go listen to that. <laughs> Actually, it's probably hilarious. I don't know. Uh, let me go back and listen to it, and then I'll <laughs> tell you guys next week if you should go listen to it. Okay. Um, it's weird that I don't. I don't want to get into it. Never mind. <laughs> I don't. I don't get. I don't get why they're canceling the sports when other places are canceling sports and seemingly not having significant issues. I'll leave it there. Okay. Um, volleyball continues yeah. to roll, winning uh, against Michigan, Michigan State 3-0, 3-1, so another victorious weekend. The great news, though, is next weekend we get to watch them. Big matchup. on the Big Ten Network against number five, Nebraska. So we got number five, Wisconsin, versus number five, Nebraska. Friday night, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Saturday night, set your calendar, record the Big Ten Network, whatever you got to do. It'll be fun. Get some 
red and white versus red and white volleyball action. I'm very excited, Marlon. Yeah, yeah. That might be that might be the selections for either Friday or Saturday night. Some red and white wine and popcorn. Watch some volleyball. Well, the Badgers have already lost to Illinois at that point. They will have. So there we go. Oof. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Whiskey. Whiskey first, <laughs> then some. Red- <laughs> They play. They play at one on Saturday awesome. against Illinois. Awesome. So the, that will that will be out of the way, Marlowe. We'll not get in the way of your volleyball watching experience. All right. Other college basketball, Marlowe. Uh, the matchup of the week. Um, Game of the year. Probably, probably until we get tournament time. Right. Yeah. Was it number three Michigan, number four Ohio State, uh, in Columbus, and it lived up to the hype. It was. An exceptional game. Both teams looked really good at times, uh, if not throughout. And my takeaway was this is March. This is March. And these teams are much better than Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Although I feel like that a lot when I'm watching kind of high-level competition that isn't my team. Like, I'll do this in football, too, where I'll, like, watch a Packer game at noon, and then, like, the afternoon games are, like, really good. And it's, like, I just watch these games differently than I watch. I'm not a fan, right? So I can enjoy the atmosphere. I can enjoy, like, uh, how good the teams are. But when I'm cheering, I can't enjoy how good the other team is. I'm just upset when they're good. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. So so maybe it's not that... Wisconsin can't compete, but these two teams looked really good, and Michigan looks right. great. They look like almost in a different, like they're playing a different sport on a different level, in, uh, like especially in today's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. But it was a, um, yeah, it was definitely a fantastic game. I think Columbus, what they had, I don't know, they had like they let a parents and close family in, so there was... Yeah, there were some fans there. There were some There's some people there. in Michigan uniforms, too. So well, I guess maybe if it's Michigan... Yeah, right. yeah. But that was... It's one of those, like, they played such high level. Like, I just couldn't imagine if there was that Ohio State atmosphere. Um, yeah. There. I, I, we were talking way too much about having fans there, but I'm just missing it. We just miss it, Marlon. Yeah, miss just, it, yeah, just missing it. But that was such a good game. I think that was the first... You know, like you said, this is March. That was the game that, like, all right, I'm ready for tournament time. Let's go. This is what I need. Um, I, I haven't really haven't really felt that yet. I've been watching a lot of basketball, but haven't like felt yeah. that. Yeah, this felt like well, in, in in essence, it was like the last chance for somebody not named Michigan to win the Big Ten. Yeah, um, because they announced during the game that the conference was going by winning percentage, which I was like, okay, well, I guess they're not making up those games. <laughs> they that's how that they're going to do that, which is probably the right answer, but it just. I didn't know about it until during the broadcast, which is kind of weird. Um, but it, it it did feel like another level and uh, of of competition, of excitement, of of interest uh, for me. So I guess that I guess bodes well for March, right? Like yeah. um, gets me a little. My, the juices flowed a little bit. Gets me a little excited. A little excited for that because that that was that was really good. I mean, just watching the game, Michigan shot what was it ten for sixteen from three in the first half, and Ohio State was right there with them, and like it just was baffling because if that's Wisconsin, they're out of the game already, <laughs> uh, you know. And uh, then Ohio State kind of comes back and takes a, I think they took a light lead, a small lead, in the second half, and Michigan just kept coming, and it was such a good game, and both these teams seem really good. Um, 
that it, that it was really fun and yeah it, like you said it was it felt like let's let's get this going and see some some more of these some more of these matchups so um yeah college basketball it's going to be back tomorrow it's going to be back so back so next back. all right like anything it, else like a week and a half. anything else on college basketball that's it on campus let's go to the NFL Marlo let's big do it. trade big trade Trailer. Carson Wentz finally uh, rumored trade or finally the rumors came true. He was finally traded from the Eagles to the Colts. Woo! Not the Bears. Woo! Uh, so I guess let's go since you're wooing already. <laughs> uh, I thought I was interested to get your take. Well, first of all, I was mad because you duped me with a fake Adam Schefter account <laughs> in the middle of the week <laughs> that JJ Watt was, was so talking good. with the Packers. And I forwarded that to my family, and they oh, no. all got mad at me. They all got mad at me. <laughs> no, because I didn't realize it was fake, and that hurt my feelings. Um, Sorry, I thought you would have picked up on it right away. I just, you know, Marlo, I, you run a podcast. You're a trusted news source, <laughs> and I didn't think you'd do such a thing. So, I'm starting to question everything. What is reality? What is- um, <laughs> so. Uh, so then I sent you the Wentz trade, and uh, you were, I think, relieved. And I think coming off of our conversation last week, yeah. where you called him Trubisky 2.0, uh, makes a bit of sense. So talk me through your feelings as a Bears fan, because it sounded like Bears were s- the second most interested team. That's a, Yeah, so the rumors had been going around that that, that, that was going to be the landing spot. Uh, for the Bears, and as time kept going on, I got more hopeful that they weren't pulling the trigger. And then, obviously, this news came down, and I was just—it was just a weight lifted off my shoulders that I'm not, you know, just one of many uh, that lifted off his shoulders. Because, like I talked about, I don't think Wentz is a good fit. I don't, especially for this team, he's not anything different than Trubisky. It wasn't. It wouldn't. It just wouldn't make sense to go ahead and go with with something like that. We could talk about who you know who else is going to be under center later, but for this particular instance, giving anything up to get something that you know I, I thought we already have doesn't doesn't didn't make sense. And it was just swirling around that that was you know where it was going. But I think in hindsight, it sounds like the like Bears didn't even put in an offer at all. Yeah, um, which is also very surprising in a good way that they didn't and I was like oh maybe we are doing something right so we'll see but yeah when it when it came out yeah I got that first uh first alert across the phone actually I, I read I think it the first alert said Crossroads trade it and I was kind of I was hesitant to open it because I thought it was going to be the Bears thing but huh. uh but then the text started rolling in and I was like yeah all right it's not good luck Indianapolis sorry JT no, oh, he's so down, my God. Um, I think you've convinced yourself that he is uh, clearly a bad player. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'll, we'll pause on the Bears for a second and talk about the compensation that yeah. uh, they got. They got a second and a third, but that second becomes a first if he plays 75% of the snaps, I think it is. So barring injury, right, it's a first and a third. Um Coming from the Colts, so that's what uh, early twenties, mid twenties. Pro- well, wait, wait, it's next year. I'm sorry. Um, so d- I guess depending on how they do, right? Um, 
but you kind of still expect the coast. I don't feel so bad for JT. I feel, I think that the for the Colts, this makes sense because you're getting. It's unlikely you're going to draft somebody good enough for a kind of win nowish team. Mm-hmm. It's unlikely you're going to be able to draft somebody to to fill that role. And if your alternative is going out and kind of going in the rest of the QB carousel or trying to sign a free agent, I feel like this is about as good as you're going to do. And if you think this is going to make you be competitive in your quarterback away, if he's just better than Phillip Rivers was last year, it's a win for them. And I think Carson Wentz, for all his flaws, can be better than Philip Rivers was last year, and they were a playoff team with Philip Rivers last year. So I think you'd take that if you're the Colts. Okay, sure. I think I, yeah, no, I think it makes more sense for the Colts, right? Because they have they have a team, they have weapons that they can they can utilize, right? And they mm-hmm. just need a comparable quarterback, um, and hopefully, Wentz step like they find Wentz finds his what. 2018 wins. Was that 2018 uh, or 2016 wins? 2016? Whatever wins that I was. I think it was that long ago. Was it that long ago? Jesus. Anyways, find that wins or something close to it. And, you know, they could, like you said, they can they make the, they can make a playoff run. Yeah. And if he's good wins, then it's a whole it's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, altogether. Uh, I should say the one Colts fan in my life. I guess I have two Colts fans in my life. One is uh, related to me through marriage. He hates this deal. <laughs> Although he said he'd rather have Rodgers, and I was like, well, okay. Well, of course. That's not, that, yeah. that's, that's not like, a, that wasn't an option. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd rather have the MVP of the league. Yeah, duh. Like, okay, thanks. <laughs> the, the, the other one uh, lives next to me, and I haven't talked about it because I don't really talk to my neighbors. So <laughs> next time I see him, maybe I'll ask him or I'll just wave, politely wave and not, not say anything. What do you think about wins? Okay. Didn't win More likely not to happen. All right, so this is one quarterback out of the QB carousel. Yes. That seems like it's coming and will continue to spin. Um, you mentioned earlier uh, what this means for the Bears. Marla, what does this mean for the Bears? Well, apparently apparently it means they're locking in on Darnold, if you believe what the uh, Adam Schefters of the world, or maybe the fake ones, I don't know. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> what do the fake Adam Schefters say? Fake Adam Schefters are talking about. But anyways, any any quarterback that's thrown out there that was on a team that's looking up, it's gonna be it's gonna be pointed towards the Bears because that's they obviously they need a quarterback. Um so we'll talk Darnold. I think I mean uh, I mean he's still on his first contract, so whatever. Yeah. It wouldn't be thinking like he's like he's not even twenty four yet. He's super young. So it's one of those things. Can they? It's it's a question of can you rebuild that right to be the talent that everyone thought he was coming out of coming out of school. Um, hopefully he's now now fully recovered from his mono spit. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's a. I, don't, I really I'm not that high on, on him as many people were even even coming out. So I don't know. There, I mean, still holding out, not holding out. But, you know, Deshaun Watson's still out there. Again, just trade Mitch for Shawson straight up and just make that draft right. That's all you have to yeah. do. Just make it right. Who says no? Who says <laughs> who no? Says, who says no? 
you yeah you got lucky um yeah but besides that i i don't think there's anything in the in the draft they could they could pick up uh unless they make some moves which they don't really have the assets to do that right now so well that's i guess it's future stuff if you're trading for darnold um i would if i were the bears i would rather do the darnold thing than the wentz thing sure because the if it goes wrong, it's easier to get out of Darnold. Yes, true. And I think I think both of them are in that similar like we need some sort of change of scenery, and hopefully it'll improve. And and Darnold's kind of you can get out of that easier than because once because I think once is still four years in a lot of money. Yeah. Uh something like that. Um which 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 would be harder. It would lock the bears in into that. So I understand that. Um I have the the Nets Clippers game on and basically Steve Ballmer is sitting by himself underneath the hoop and <laughs> acting a fool and it's so bizarre. <laughs> um but that's that's happening and distracting me. <laughs> uh, from from this um, yeah, but I agree. I don't. I don't know what else they get. And you know, if you're going draft in the Bears drafting, where you're kind of looking at like a Mac Jones, maybe, or uh, you know, I don't know, um, one one of those. But then you're looking at you know the fourth or fifth quarterback selected in this draft. So I don't know if that's what you want to be taking for your future. Uh, whereas Mac Jones might fit in better and a team who. Uh, is just I don't know I don't want I'm not trying to like shit on the Bears but a team who has a little bit more going for it and can take a risk right on the future quarterback whereas the Bears kind of need somebody who will perform with right. the pieces around yeah I wasn't too rude on the Bears I don't think that, no it was more so, no never you're never too bad it, it was it was that was that was more so like the Bears are ready to be competitive now where like if you're uh, you know the Texans or your, you know, somebody else who's like can take a risk on Mac Jones to actually be good, and you have a longer runway. The Bears, I don't think, have that longer runway right now, <laughs> unless they made, you know, some changes like get rid of Khalil Mack and that kind of stuff, which they don't want to do. Which I don't, you shouldn't do. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, all right. Wentz to the Colts. I'm gonna root for him because he's Jonathan Taylor's teammate. There you go. So you found, I you found they, your connection. I hope they go to the Super Bowl and lose with the Packers. There you so, go. That's all what right. we're going to root for. It's all planned out. All right. I guess we should mention he's reunited with Frank Wright, who was his OC when he did well, which... Yeah, so what could go wrong? Nothing can go wrong. It's a thing. It's a thing. All right. Let's move on. All right, moving on here. Uh, we're going up to, I think it's, yeah, it's that time. We're going to everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, Marlo, here we go. All right. Halfway through Champions League competition. Already? Uh, this is where I'm going to be excited before I get depressed when I talk about the Premier League. So excited. Not through the competition, through this kind of two-week window of Champions League. Uh, they're in the final 16 uh, teams on the first leg. Uh, the highlight leak was your boy, Mbappe, wrecked Barcelona. Uh, they won 4-1 to one, uh, against Barcelona. PSG did. Mbappe scoring three goals. He was awesome. His goals were amazing. 
uh, just showed he's, I think, 22. Uh, showed why he's one of the best young talents out there in the world. It was it was such a sight to see. And sure, against a not as great as they once were Barcelona team, but they're still Barcelona, and it was still uh, it was in Barcelona, and it was such a cool thing to kind of watch him do that there, if that makes sense. Um, was was really cool to see Liverpool on my end, on my rooting end, uh, had a their best performance in a long time, winning two zero over RB Leipzig um, in a neutral site uh, because the English teams weren't allowed into Germany, so they had to find a neutral site to to play the game. Um, and Liverpool won there, so that was good. But then, oh, uh, things went sour. I'll do things that happened in the Premier League. Liverpool lost for the first to Everton for the first time in 18 games, 17 or 18 games, uh, losing 2-0 to Everton, adding to their woes in the Premier League. They just cannot get a win in the Premier League. They cannot score goals. They're giving up too they're giving up too many goals. They're not scoring enough goals. Um there was some I think they're called Let's just call them advanced stats, Marlo. Uh, Liverpool, it was basically, they were giving up, they were scoring on 15% of their chances last year and giving up 10% of their chances last year. This year, they're scoring on 10, so from 13 to 10, and giving up from 10 to 15. So all that equates to a current tough spell and a very frustrated Liverpool fan over here. Uh, they got to turn it around next week. They're playing Sheffield United, one of the worst teams in the Premier League. They have to turn it around. Otherwise, it's – there's – so they've gone, I think, in a month from competing for a uh, a Premier League title to just trying to hold on and compete for a fourth place. And if they don't win next weekend, I think that's, that's also out of the picture. Uh, this week in your soccer watching, Marla, which I know you're doing. Deep in it. Yeah. Uh, Champions League Tuesday we got Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea and Lazio versus defending champions Bayern Munich and then Wednesday Atlanta against Real Madrid and Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Man City uh, not the most exciting matchups I think Atletico Chelsea is probably the most interesting one uh, Atletico currently uh, leading um, La Liga uh, and Chelsea, uh, an English team of upstarts looking to kind of make their their name there, um, is probably the most the most interesting. Uh, but all of them are obviously matchups of top sixteen teams in Europe, so you can't complain. You can't complain too much about those. And then on the weekend, I already mentioned uh, Liverpool playing Sheffield United, Sheffield United in the Premier League. Uh, Saturday, we have a good matchup of Man City versus West Ham. And this is basically a Liverpool fan kind of watching this and rooting against Man City, hoping West Ham can pull an upset. West Ham's been playing very well of late. And then Sunday, uh, Chelsea, uh, the aforementioned uh, upstart team. A lot of young players, Christian Pulisic, American on that team against Man United. Uh, and as I mentioned, that game's on Sunday. So a couple good matchups coming up uh, this week in the corner kick. All right, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That is it. That is the corner kick for this week. 
And let's see, we'll end it up here. We got some throw-ins to talk about, Casey? Yeah, we got some throw-ins. Your boy, Tim Tebow, retires from baseball. What? Yep. What are we going to do? After five seasons in the Mets minor league system, he has uh, he's retired. I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> he hasn't told me yet. <laughs> uh, but Marla, what is, was he a better well, professional football player or professional baseball player? Well, yeah, we have to get the conversation started. Team Tebow Hall of Famer. He's a college football Hall of Famer for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I... Didn't even realize he was still playing, uh, but obviously, or up until now, I, I know I know he tried. So, yeah, congrats, Tebow. I mean, you chase your dreams. You try to be a professional baseball player. This is where the road ends uh, as far as your professional athletic career. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, congratulations to you. So, you know, see you in a few years at Cooperstown. Or does it, let's think. Ooh. Chris Hogan is playing lacrosse. What other sport? Well, he played at college. So, Chris Hogan, the wide receiver for the Patriots. Yeah. He yeah. played at Penn State. Um, I think it was Penn State. He played lacrosse, whatever, in college. Um, what other sport should Team Tebow now try to be a professional at, Marlo? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think, it, I, I mean, bowling It's always a good one. Damn it. I was going to say bowling. Uh. All right. Keep talking so I can think of a different one. <laughs> <laughs> Bowling's, bowling's always up there. Yeah, I mean, I can see I can see Timmy trying to do lacrosse. Is, thinks he still got it. I could see him doing lacrosse. That would be fun. Um, how about table tennis? What Ooh, if he just became really, really good, good at table, table tennis? Maybe. Uh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Lacrosse seems most reasonable of these options. Yeah. Maybe rugby? Could he get into Ooh, rugby? he could do rugby. Yeah, t- Timmy rugby. I don't know. Is he gonna play? Because he play in that league that we found about last week. The fan, the fan controlled team. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I don't see why not. If Johnny Manziel's playing it, my God, Tim Tebow can play it. <laughs> yeah. But only if he can play quarterback. Uh, I'm not sure what the rules are because Johnny Manziel threw one pass in this game. Ooh. Not, not entirely sure. Um. We'll see. We'll have to look up the rules. <laughs> but if you can play that, I don't know. I don't know. But that's still football. That's not a new sport. Okay, new true, sport, true, true. New sport, lacrosse or rugby. How fun would that be? Yeah. Yeah, I would have that. I can see Tim trying to try out for the uh, USA rugby team. If he joined, I think I would have to root for whatever rugby team he joined. <laughs> I'm sure there's there's a rugby league for sh- surely, right? There has to be. Can we own the rugby teams? We'll look into it. Yeah, we'll look into that one. Pool our money. Okay. We'll look into that the, one. Uh, Tim Tebow, uh, definitely, definitely better NFL career though, because he won a playoff game against the Steelers. Ah, and that, true. That will always be true. That will, that will always be true. And hilarious, and hilarious <laughs> that 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 never <laughs> But I think what's lost in the ridiculousness of Tim Tebow's professional careers is he won a lot of football games in college. He did. And was probably. One of the best all-time college football players. Yeah. And as a predominantly college sports fan podcast, that means a lot to us. So, so congratulations you. on your careers, but we'll always remember you for crying when you lost Ole Miss. 
That's all I got. That's all TiVo? Okay. All right. Uh, other news, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. of the San Diego Padres signs a massive $14, $340 million contract. Marlo, we should have been uh, awesome shortstops instead of podcasters. Yeah, that would have been the way to go. May, <laughs> a little 14-year contract, just chilling. Slightly more money. Yeah, um, just a little bit. I mean. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, popping in Ireland. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess the most notable thing about this is is not necessarily dollars or the length because we've seen now a couple players get these kind of years, these kind of dollars. Was when this happened. He's uh, shit, 22, 24. Damn it. He's younger. He's still arbitrational and eligible. Gotta look it up here. He's 22 years old. Okay, so that's the important thing. And the interesting thing I think about this is there was still like team control options on this. Uh, there was still a possibility uh, to kind of draw out the team control, go to arbitration, not pay him the what would be $24 million. The other kind of long contracts that we've seen have been when the players get to real free agency when they're in their like age 26, 27 year. Uh, he's getting this deal and the Padres are giving him this deal when he's four to five years younger than that. Uh, and that's what I think is so interesting about this. Because <clears throat> um, it's a, I don't, I don't want to say a gamble, it's a, a commitment for the Padres and a benefit for uh, the um, player, for Tatis, uh, that normally doesn't, doesn't occur. So that's what I find most interesting about this one. Other than we should have been sure. Yeah, should have been sure. I was well, saying well, it was just, it's a lot of money. There's a lot of money. But uh, good for, yeah, good for him. Good for Also Jesus. crazy that San Diego now has like three of the, three of the like the top, I don't know, 15, 20 highest paid players with Tatis, Machado, um, Hosmer is still up there, I think. Uh, and as a Brewers fan, sure, we locked up Yelich, and I guess we're still playing Ryan Braun. But uh, to see kind of the Brewers payroll and compared to some of these other teams, I think we talked last week about how the um, Dodgers payroll is like $250 million and the Brewers is like 90 And that sucks. And obviously the Dodgers are always going to spend more than the Brewers and the Yankees are always going to spend more than the Brewers. But when the Padres are outspending the Brewers by this much in San Diego, which is, I guess it is a smaller market, but it's still... California, I don't know. Is there more money there to be able to back this up? I don't know. But to see them go out and spend money and keep their good players and to splash in free agency just kind of frustrates a Brewer fan a little bit. That's my other point in the Tatis train or contract. That's it. That's all I got. That's Thrones. Anything else on you, Marlo Thrones? Nope. That's 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 all I got. That all is right. it for t- that is oh, it here. Oh, right. week. That's all. Let's I got. go shovel. <laughs> As we get prepared to go shovel, you guys can find us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze. Myself at Marlon Jr. Casey at Prof Badger fan. Casey, enjoy your shovel. You got any last words? I think I'm gonna wait to the morning to shovel. Yeah, I am too. I think I'm gonna wait to the morning. I think it's <laughs> snowing, so 
Um, I don't know. I'm in the basement, but I imagine it's still shoveling. Or still shoveling. Still snowing out there. Uh, last words, as always, fellow fans. Until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.